0: This episode of Live Wire is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is... Hey there welcome to the best news podcast from livewire brought to you by alaska airlines this is the show where we talk about what is good in the news well really what we do is we spend days finding good news well really what we do is we have our production fellow tunvi <laughs> spend days finding what is good in the news and then we spend like about 25 minutes talking about it my name is luke burbank by the way right over there my friend elena passarello hello Hi, how's it going? It's going really well. Week 28 of the Best News Podcast. Now, I am recording my part of the show from Chicago, Illinois, because I am out here doing a TV story about a young person named Miles. He's six years old, and he is, for my money, the best six-year-old musician slash music producer in America. And I just got done interviewing him. It was quite illuminating. And you know about this guy, too.
1: Oh, I'm such a fan. He did a cover of Return of the Mac that like six people sent me because uh, (laughs) Return of the Mac is my second favorite song after, of course, Yakety Sax.
0: You know, he got a DM from Questlove after that song made the rounds. And Questlove sent him a special Questlove drum kit as a, I don't know, an honorarium for his incredible cover of Return of the Mac. So (laughs) anyway, I am feeling very good this week. I know you, though, once again... Come to the Best News uh, listening audience with a mea culpa.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know we're not getting a ton of mail, but I am getting a lot of mail. I'm getting a lot of corrections. My friends, my family, I quickly accidentally uh, referred to James Madison as the third president of the United States, and I need to go on record by saying that, no, that's not true. The third president was, of course, T. Jeff, Thomas Jefferson, and Madison
0: was numero quattro, So you were only off by one? I didn't even know either of those people were president. You did. No, I mean, (laughs) you think I'm kidding. But, like, you got George Washington, uh, Barack Obama, uh, aviator glasses. That's pretty much what I got. That's my awareness of the U.S. president. Do
1: you think our current U.S. president is named President Aviator Glasses? (laughs)
0: That's not what you've been hearing?
1: (laughs) Now, in my brain, he will always be called as such. Aviator glasses.
0: (laughs) I think the fact that you were within one position on James Madison's presidency is truly impressive.
1: Ah, Horseshoes and hand grenades.
0: (laughs) Okay, so it's been a tough week for you because you're getting a lot of scrutiny within your family, who comprises most of the listeners to this show. You're getting grief from them over the Madison thing, but you're also happy because you're coming off... Of the natural high for you—that is Fat Bear Week.
1: I love Fat Bear Week so much. It's over now. Uh, I'm having that sort of like post-Christmas, you know, sort of feeling where I'm kind of sweeping away the tinsel. But it was post
0: beardom depression, I believe they call it.
1: Yeah, is this what it feels like when the playoffs of baseball is over?
0: I wouldn't know, Elena, because the Seattle Mariners are still in the playoffs. Hey. It was all I could do this week to stifle my excitement about how they got there. They they had a an incredibly, incredibly unlikely, statistically improbable comeback a while ago when they were uh, playing the Toronto Blue Jays. And it is still all these days later giving me life. But yes, it is what it feels like. What you're talking about after Fat Bear Week is over is probably what it feels like. To me, when my sports team that I love is eliminated from competition.
1: Well, I'm glad it's still Fat Baseball Week for
0: you. (laughs) (laughs) So for people that don't know, what is Fat Bear Week?
1: Um, The Cat My Nature Preserve just basically sends footage of its biggest, nastiest bears and most beautiful and wonderful bears. They could be male or female. There's stats about them, and then you can bracket it down and vote on them. And this year's winner is literally like the size of two frigidaires, and his name is 747.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's so good.
1: Isn't he like a returning champ or something? I think so, yeah. Because he's on Brooks River in Katmai, and he's just always big, and he's always getting bigger, and he eats something like – 15 large sockeye salmon in an hour. He's a former champ. I mean, you can't... I don't know. What is the... Is he a Federer? Is that a thing?
0: I have to say, tennis is a bit of a blind spot for me, but I'm willing to say he's the Roger Federer of being a fat bear, <laughs> the idea is that these bears are loading up on the the fat layers because they're going to hibernate and they're going to need it. Yeah. So this is not just an an exercise in gluttony. This is something that's biologically critical for them. And the idea that the the fish would be running and that the elements would be right so that they can actually do what they need to do in this day and age, Elena, in this economy, it's like, it's a relief to see nature working properly.
1: And some of these bears get so fat, they can barely walk to their (laughs) hibernation spots. It's just, I mean, and it really shows you how the the extremes that are required for an ecosystem to thrive. Uh, And also, it's just super fun. I love fat bears. Who doesn't?
0: All right, let's talk about the best news out there in the wider world. Speaking of maybe getting a little bit wider, I know usually... I'll ask you for what you've been seeing, and then I'll answer. But it feels like such a natural segue from indulgent bear week to the best news that I saw this week, which is that Trader Joe's is bringing back samples. (laughs) I'm going to be like 747 in my local TJ's just wandering through, grazing. I I will sample things that I just, in normal life, would never be interested in just because of the fact that it's free. It's often, you know, a nice person there with a hairnet who's been, like, sautéing something up in one of those little, like, hot dish thingies. I don't even know what you call those, but, you know, the little... Like a sterno
1: thing. Yeah, the little
0: (laughs) frying pan deal they've just randomly set up in the produce section or something. Like, I love free samples so much and i guess they'd sort of waited longer than some of the other stores like costco Uh brought their samples back a while ago of course all of these stores stopped doing it because of the pandemic costco brought theirs back whole foods brought theirs back and now finally trader joe's has has brought back their free samples if you can find a parking spot because (laughs) i mean there's nothing more challenging than trying to find parking in a Trader Joe's parking lot. But now if you do that and you go in, you can actually get some sweet, sweet samples. Although they are not bringing the coffee back as of right now.
1: Oh, they used to have coffee?
0: They used to have little, like little Dixie cups, but not because the wax would melt. But you know what I mean? Like that size. Little cups of free coffee in the back too.
1: Like a little mouthwash size. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. That's <laughs> like exactly the size. Honestly, like I liked it It was a little pick me up in the middle of the shopping day, you know, go back there, get a get a free little cup of coffee, wander the aisles of the Trader Joe's. You know, I know I've told this story before. I can't remember if it was on the show or not. But, you know, my mom's job for a good while was she did the samples at Costco.
1: Oh, yeah. Does she have secrets? Like, does she know like things that we would never know?
0: Yes. Yes. One of them was that pierogies were the most difficult. She never wanted to be on pierogies because apparently cleaning the pierogi station was very difficult when you were done. So there was like some of the samples that were like an easy breakdown and some of them that were more challenging. But like I would go into that Costco and I would see my mom there. I'd be like, I know a celebrity. (laughs) Susie (laughs) Burbank slinging the samples at the local Costco there in Silverdale, Washington.
1: You know, I always think about like what it would be like to be a baby... Because for like a lot of babies for the first like couple years of their life, you just watch people's faces light up when they see you. You know, you just you just must feel like this you you the sun the, everyone's delight is your orbit. And I bet that's what Susie Burbank used to feel like when she manned the pierogi station at Costco or any or the Trader Joe's people. Like you're just making people a little delighted and you must really feel
0: good. Everybody is happy to see you. I will tell you, long before my mom worked there, she and my dad would regularly eat their entire lunch there out of samples. They would show up on an empty stomach with the very, very intentional plan of sampling every single thing until they had consumed a complete meal. If they weren't at the Costco, they were at the Ikea, where they also love to have lunch now because they're both kind of semi-retired. You know, like IKEA Swedish meatballs and other, you know, delicacies from Scandinavia. I was like... Is that something you're into? She goes, "No, but it's so cheap. <laughs> and there's just nothing that typifies my mom's worldview. and my dad, for that matter, then, let's go eat some meatballs we don't want because they're like a dollar twenty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Imagine if they were free samples.
0: Oh boy, forget it you couldn't get them out of there., uh, What's the best news that you saw this week, Elena?
1: I'm going to go for the celebrity hat trick, Burbank. Uh, Two weeks ago, I had some Elton John news. Last week, I had some fabulous Lizzo news. I've got more celebrity news. I want you to guess what celebrity I'm going to be talking about.
0: Okay. This is a turning of the tables because on the radio show, I quiz you Mm -hmm. about geographical locations in America at the beginning of every show. Can I get a hint of some kind?
1: Well, let me start by giving you the geographic location. Maybe you can guess. The story takes place in England's first UNESCO City of Literature. It's an incredibly literary place. It was where Julian of Norwich wrote her medieval proto-essays about mustard seeds.
0: I'll stop you right there. (laughs) Now you've given the whole thing away, Elena. This is no fun. I literally don't even know what country you're talking about, even though you said England. What about, how about this
1: one? This is, you always do this for me. You give me a hard one and then you give me like an easier one. The uh, noted essayist and translator W.G. Sebald was an expat who lived and taught there for the last 30 years of his life.
0: Ipswich.
1: How close. You got the Lower witch. Lower uncton <laughs> You're in the witch. No, you got to stick with the witches.
0: Sandwich.
1: It's Norwich. Norwich. Norwich.
0: That was definitely my fourth itch, I was going to (laughs) guess.
1: But Norwich is like a super literary place uh, for all of those reasons. It's got a great university, like the first major creative writing MFA program, and also bookshops galore. Uh, Lots of different bookshops to suit your needs. Maybe your new favorite bookshop might be Book Bugs and Dragon Tales, which is pretty new on the scene. It's an all-children's bookstore in Norwich that opened, unfortunately, right before the pandemic hit. So they opened and then they had to close. And now, like most places in the world, inflation and cost of living has gone up. And so it's been a really rough road for book bugs and dragon tales. So they started an online campaign last weekend to raise 15,000 pounds to cover six months of expenses and to get started so they could do a little more outreach a la our best friend Dolly Parton, into children's literacy programs. So they go online, and within hours of the launch, they're doing pretty good. And then all of a sudden, really, really early in the campaign, a donation appears that covers a third of their ask, a 5,000-pound ask. Can you guess who the celebrity is that saved this bookstore's bacon? Are they, um, are they English? Uh, no, but I do believe the queen is on their money.
0: Was it one of the queen's corgis who she left a lot of money to?
1: Yes, it was Pundit the Corgi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so now I'm guessing this person is Canadian. Wrong. All right. Can I get another hint?
1: Yes. Uh, he has worn a skirt in a... Uh, he's a he, and he's worn a skirt in a thing. Ah, uh,
0: Harry. Styles.
1: No, but he has hairy legs named after a bird, a black bird. I'll see you now, or I'll see you, gladi later.
0: <laughs> Russell Crowe. <Hey! laughs>
1: I was trying to do something with the insider, but I couldn't figure out how to make it work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to make a Russell Wygand joke. Why is it that why why does the human brain remember? Why do I remember the character? I don't know if it's Russell wygand but wasn't it Jeffrey Wygand, I believe was the name Jeffrey of that character on the Jeffrey yep. Wygand? That's right. Why, was my, why would my brain remember that much of that information but not know that Norwich is a place in England? Okay, so Russell Crowe saw that this thing was going on in Norwich and gave him five grand?
1: And it wasn't even like a, hello, this is Russell Crowe, worst impression ever. He just was like randomly, maybe through a friend of a friend, saw it on social media, dropped 5,000 pounds, and then it just showed up on their donation. Russell Crowe, 5,000 pounds. <laughs> And then they told him, well, since you've donated it at this level, you get a free card that gets you 10% off books for life. And he was like, keep it and frame it. <laughs> That is awesome. Yeah, I love, I mean, the only other thing I know Russell Crowe was donated to is he was filming a show in my beloved Pittsburgh and a friend of mine has a really nice apartment and Russell Crowe apparently just stocked it with all the appliances that he likes and then he just left them there. And so my other friend, Patio, my BFF, got some of these left behind Russell Crowe appliances and that's why Patio has a Nespresso. <laughs> he has Russell Crowe's Nespresso. <laughs>
0: We don't know if this was charity from Russell Crowe or just not wanting to deal with flying the Nespresso back to wherever it was that he was going next. So just kind of got left behind. Yeah, but why can't that be considered charity? He could have. Absolutely. I like that idea. That means I was very charitable when I moved out of Brooklyn. I had this like third floor walk up and it was great other than the fact that it was sweltering. And so I got these big air conditioners I bought down at P.F. Richard & Sons, and they were so heavy, I couldn't drive them home. I had to get a couple guys with a van who were hanging out outside the store to drive me and these air conditioners and my daughter back to my apartment. <laughs> I installed them by screwing them into the windowsill because they were heavy. I didn't want them to fall out. And then decided I was leaving New York like two weeks later. So. Whoever's living on 6th, right off the park in Park Slope, you're welcome if you got those. I'm the Russell Crowe of air conditioners. Hey! Hey, coming up on the radio show this week, we are going to be talking to Sona Movsesian. She is Conan O'Brien's assistant. She's been doing that job for like the last 12 years and um, the kind of the, the shtick is that she's really bad at the job of being his assistant, which means she's also really good at being one of his sidekicks on the podcast. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Well, now she's written a book about the whole thing. It's a memoir. It's called "The World's Worst Assistant," and she talks in the book, and she's going to talk to us about being bad at your job, but in such a way that they kind of can't fire you. Uh, that's been like really her sweet spot with Conan. Also, her plan someday, if she needs to, to run a crime ring. She's going to talk about that, too. Plus, we're going to hear some stand-up comedy from the very funny Marcella Arguello talking about the um, politics of airport parking. And then we're going to hear some music from Portland's very own duo, Brown Calculus. So make sure you check that out. That will be in this very podcast feed on Friday and then on radio stations all over the country sometime this weekend. This All right, that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Best News Podcast. Thank you so much for our team of folks who make the show possible. Laura Haddon is our executive producer. Our producer and editor is Melanie Sevchenko. Our assistant editor is Trey Hester. And our production fellow is Tunvi Kumar. Molly Pettit is our technical director and mixer. Our theme music is composed by A. Walker Spring. And thanks to you, our listeners. Hey, send us an email, why don't (laughs) you? Or not, whatever. I don't want to put pressure on people. Uh, Our email is bestnews.com at LiveWireRadio.org right, thanks for listening. We're going to be back here next week with another episode of the show In the meantime, please, head on out there while it's still nice, and have the absolute best week Dear LiveWire When we first met, I was really shy. I had no idea we'd spend so much time together or that you'd be one to fill my heart with, with joy and Make me want to be a better person. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were here. I was busy reading a review from one of our many, many rapturously smitten listeners. Oh, wait. Actually, no. Sorry. This is from Elena. Anyway, the point is, uh, it would be really helpful if you wanted to leave us a review. Feel free to say really nice things about us, and uh, we'll even read them now and then on the show. So you might hear your review of LiveWire read on the program itself. Uh, reviews help other people hear about the show and then we can keep doing this for a long long time because we love having this job Uh, thank you so much if you've left a review and if you're about to leave a review you can go ahead and do it right where you get the podcast